Ian's Hop and your TARDISes, you're listening to another episode of Doctor, huh? Huh? Banksy was the doctor the whole time? Why? why (laughs) Wait, there was racism in the United States? Huh? I never learned about this in school. I'm your, Uh I'm your iPhone inventor, Jordan. I'm Sam, and this episode was impossible to find a silly nickname for. Cop out. See, mine was going to be, I'm Jordan and I'm Banksy, I'm not Banksy. Wink! That was the, what I was going to do, but then you, then you, I'm not uh, your time-traveling racist. <laughs> I can't stand here listening to you and your time-traveling racist friend. Uh-huh. Um, I was just listening to that song yesterday. It's a good song. Uh, this is episode... You, you sounded like you were asking a question. It is a good song. It is, it is a good song? Question mark? Yes. Period. Um, this is an episode called Rosa. Series Um, 11, episode 3, Rosa, written by Mallory Blackman and Chris Chibnall, directed by Mark Tondarai. Uh, how did you like it? This was, this was one that we had previously put on our list of time bombs of episodes that I was not excited to watch because you put it on the list. I I have no input on this. I just heard Doctor Who Rosa Parks episode and it set off a lot of alarm bells. Before I tell you how I felt about it. I have a question for you, uh-huh. which is, how did you feel about it? Um, well, as a prominent racist, I really disagree. Okay, <laughs> let's no, start the um, episode over. <laughs> I thought it was okay. It was fine. I didn't like it as much as maybe you did. Can I be honest? Yeah. I hated it. Did you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my new running joke. As a, no, as I, a prominent, I, as a prominent I racist. I thought it was pretty good. You thought it was pretty good? I thought it was pretty good. And and I'll say, I didn't think it was amazing. I'll say this, because I, when we randomed it last time, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Oh boy! I just assumed that this was an episode that was like... The Doctor Solves Racism (laughs) by Helping Rosa Parks. Well, I I didn't know that this episode got good reviews at the time. I thought that this episode came out and everyone was like, oh god, what were they thinking? But... I, it really wasn't, it wasn't what I expected. It wasn't what I expected. Uh, uh, I, I, um, here's some things that I will say. Here's some things that, uh, were pervasive throughout the whole episode. Number one, uh, more so than any of the episode. <laughs> That's number one. Thank you. Number Every two, time Rosa Parks does anything, does anything, they play this like triumphant horn music. Rosa Parks it. gets up and brushes her teeth. No, number one, uh, more so than any other episode, this was an episode of Magic School Bus. Uh, mm-hmm. where they which I've to... heard that that's what the show kind of was in the first place was yeah. a lot of educational. I mean, d- did we talk about how Doctor mm-hmm. Who was created because BBC was given like a government mandate to have more educational programming? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I don't remember. That's if, number. If I that's point that, number but... one from my list of three points. Is uh, actually sorry. Point number one is triumphant trumpets. Uh, which is a p- potential title for this episode. Put it no. on the list. Uh, number two is um, is that it was Magic School Bus. There's like a scene at the end where like doc- the Doctor and Yaz and Dan and Graham uh, are all looking up, like looking into the horizon and talking about how amazing Rosa Parks was. And it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number three uh, is that I had to constantly be reminding myself this show is made primarily for children. 
Uh, and that's why they were being so blunt with their themes when they would have the characters talk about the racism they experienced. And that was, and they were being very blunt about it. Uh, and the number four is that all of the actors in this episode were Br- British and boy did it show. <laughs> I have never heard so many poor American accents in my life. <laughs> I thought, I, I, I get where you're coming from on all those points. I don't think any of them really bothered me. The the triumphant trumpets were trumpets. The triumphant, the triumphant trumpets really started to get to me. It was a little much. It was the fact Especially that it was always because... the same exact. Especially for me, I associate the triumphant trumpets with like this is how brave the Marines are, or something. <laughs> it, and, and and like Rosa Parks and her. Her, her, you know, story is very much uh, uh, against the American establishment. It was just making that... me think of the uh, the running around Martinez horns in bah, Disco bah, Elysium. Bah, bah, bah. Like it, it made me it made me want to get up and do the Jamrock Shuffle. If this was an episode wherein they went to like meet Abraham Lincoln and he taught them about freedom in a PragerU episode, which I'm sure they, I think they you lost me. I don't know what. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Prager, you made a, a Prager. You, you should watch the Big Joel video about it. Prager, you made a, a children's cartoon series where they travel back in time, and Frederick Douglass tells them that <laughs> that abolition was bad. Oh, maybe I did hear about that. But that's the kind of music I would expect to hear, not about like Rosa Parks confronting racism. Anyways, well, uh, the point I, is, I, I wanted to make my critique. Honestly, I think that the episode handled the subject very cleverly. In that, basically what I was terrified of was that they would in any way do something where the white doctor, like, sets Saves, Rosa Parks yeah. onto the path of You've becoming... got to take a stand. Yeah. By taking a seat, she would say. That's right. Uh, but that didn't happen. And instead it was about very literally <laughs> a time-traveling racist trying to butterfly effect the civil the rights movement out of existence. The time-traveling racist is maybe the greatest villain in Doctor Who history. And the, and is... the justification for why he's doing it this way is so funny, but we'll get to that. Um, but... I need to tell you my... Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Um, but, yeah, so I think I think that because it was... Not, we need to make her be a hero. It was, we need to make sure that history happens as it's supposed to. I think right. that, that Rosa Parks does have a degree of agency in this story that I was worried she wouldn't. Um, let me tell you the thing. Nope, I'm not done yet. I, oh my god, I have a you funny know, thing to say. Well, I would I would have finished it like five minutes ago if you would stop interrupting me. No, but wait. Shut up! The, the one thing I will say, I think, I think the worst part of the episode for me by far was as we watch Rosa Parks get arrested and they're playing, and you've the- got the eye of the tiger, tiger. Fighter, yeah, that was a bit and wild. you're gonna hear me. I mean, I, I guess it was maybe better than if it was playing bah, 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 da, 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 triumphant trumpets as she got arrested. I don't um, know. I think that that would have been better. In fact, I think if they held off on that for the whole episode the very and then at end. the end when she gets arrested, it's like, this is history happening. It all starts here. That would be something. <laughs> Let me tell you my biggest they, fear in this episode yeah. after a certain point. It was, I thought, and I'm, I'm not, this is not a joke. I thought they were going to do a thing where Graham was going to be the bus driver that <laughs> told Rosa Parks not to sit down. 
because there's no, no. I, I get. I like yeah. having seen the episode. I totally see how you could have thought, thought that was going to happen. Do it. Oh my god! Um, I learned a lot about history today, and I, I legitimately it. did because oh, this was my I, test. As they I was kind watching. of immortalize, they kind of immortalize the name of the racist bus driver. Is the thing this is? Uh, this was actually my test as I was watching. Was is this going to teach me more about Rosa Parks than public school did? And, and it yes, actually kind of did. It did. It's, it kind of reminds me of because uh, because I think that the way it works is that uh, is that the United Kingdom teaches a slightly more unbiased view of the civil rights movement than we do. Uh, but then they, they, you know, then they completely ignore all of their own whoopsies of history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember on That's Taskmaster. the title of the episode. Uh, <laughs> I remember on Taskmaster when, uh, when, uh, Hugh Dennis referred to, uh, referred to, Mar- uh, Malcolm X as a, uh, like a civil rights leader and, uh, you know, all these things. And not the way that we remember him in our school as a violent terrorist is what I believe, uh, is, is often taught to our God. students. So, uh, so that was, I think, <sighs> uh, anyways, uh, yes, apparently these people know more about, uh, Rosa Parks than I do, uh, which is sad. Um, I also, but thought... also they were characters in a TV show trying to teach kids about Rosa Parks. So yes, I also liked, uh, we got, like I mentioned last time, this was a Yaz, Graham and Ryan episode. I, I liked to see, because they really didn't have an opportunity for this last time, it turns out that Yaz and Ryan... <laughs> Ryan know each other. They're like, like classmates. <laughs> classmates and went to school together. Did not know that. I also didn't know uh, uh, that Yaz is a cop. I didn't she's know a cop. that. Um, she's a cop, but don't worry, because she has aspirations to be a bigger to, cop. She wants to be a she wants to be a cop that changes the, changes things around here. Um, and... and uh, <laughs> Uh, can we just start summarizing? Can we start like d- digging into the episode? There's some things I want to talk about very much. So we start, and I was very confused by this at the start. Montgomery, Alabama, 1943. I was like, wait, why are we starting so early? Apparently, well, we see Rosa Parks get on the bus. It plays the triumphant music. Um, did you notice that the bus driver has a gun? Yeah, and I was really confused about, like, I don't know if that's just historically is that a, accurate. Or is this just, like, a really maverick racist bus I driver? Couldn't, I couldn't find anything, because I was looking into this, like, did that bus driver have a gun? It didn't come up in any account of the story that I could find, but, I don't know, maybe just bus drivers had guns? I don't know. Yeah, it's just in case you get trapped on the on the alien desert planet with an army of flying metal stingrays. I wish this guy had been skeletonized, by the way. God damn. No, he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't deserve the joy of having of letting his bones breathe. Um, and and uh, what was uh, what was what was? Because this is not this is not Rosa Parks's big defiant. No, this is not when she moment. was arrested. Yeah, I yeah. didn't learn. I didn't know that this was a thing either. It was yeah. that like uh, twelve years before her arrest, she was getting onto a bus driven by the same guy. Uh, who would uh, eventually call the police on her 12 years later. And this was apparently a common racism move at the time, was that the bus driver would say, and the, the first part was like, bus policy was, if you're black, you have to go around. Well, God, it it's so fucked up. Racism's fucked up. Uh, Listen, guys, racism's pretty bad. If there are any white passengers on the bus... Black passengers can't walk past them after they pay their fare. They have to pay their fare, get off the bus, then walk back and use the back entrance. And 
this was apparently a common thing was that the black passengers would pay, get off the bus to walk around, and then the driver would just close the doors and drive off without them. And that was something that this fucker did to Rosa Parks in 1943. And then by pure coincidence, he was the same driver uh, who called the police on her in 55. So, hey, I learned something. Um, racism's bad. Racism's bad. Racism's bad. Racism's bad. Uh, we get, we, now it's 12 years later. It's 1955. We're still in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, the doctor fucked up again and took them here or instead did of, she? well, sometimes the TARDIS does its own thing. This is something we've, we've learned, uh, in Dr. Ha. And, uh, this time the doctor, uh, says that the TARDIS has taken them to Montgomery in 1950. Well, sorry. First they arrive. She says, this is in Sheffield. We're almost in Sheffield. And then Yaz says, well, where are we then? And then Graham says, and then more importantly, doctor, when are we? And then she says, 1955, Montgomery, Alabama. And you can play the laugh track and clap track there if you want. Yeah, I, I actually put in my notes that you would do that. Well, yeah, I mean, I do it every episode because it's yeah. in every episode of the show. And I just yeah. want to summarize yeah. that she so, says that. Okay, this is the beginning of a what I didn't expect to be a running joke of the episode where Graham is like, 1955, can we go see Elvis? And the doctor's like, oh, I think he would actually be in New York this week. I could give him a call. And Graham's like, wait, you have his phone number? And she says, don't you fucking tell anyone that I gave Elvis a cell phone, okay? And I'm Banksy. And then it, it comes up again later in a way that I thought was very funny. Uh, it is very interesting. So the TARDIS's racism alarm starts going off uh, to say that there's Artron energy particles, which is what the TARDIS runs on, so it's hungry. There's a time traveler here, I guess. And the doctor's like, uh-oh, we're in history. And then and I don't... This didn't feel like it was supposed to be like a funny cut, but the doctor's like... Okay, let's, we'll go check this out, but be careful because history is delicate. And they walk, it cuts to them walking around and Yaz is just like, I love traveling through time. And they're all wearing modern clothes and they're wearing like shutter shades and I gotta say, they kind of lampshade it a little bit later when Ryan's like, I didn't pay attention in school. And I know that he's British. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, if I was black Mm -hmm. and I was in 1955 Montgomery, Alabama, Mm-hmm. And the white doctor was like, let's go walk around. I think I would say, I'm good. I'm going yeah, to get there in was the a moment. There was a moment where where Yaz and, and, uh, and Ryan are asked to wait in the TARDIS. And I was like, oh, is this going to be another week where Yaz doesn't do anything? And the answer is yes. But also, um, uh, but also they don't go and wait in the TARDIS. But also they should have waited in the TARDIS. They probably and I say that have. only out of concern for their safety. I don't think that the doctor should have made them sit in the TARDIS. I think that I think they if should I were, have refused yeah, I think they should have said, I'm not TARDIS. walking around this place. Because the first, like, 35 minutes of this episode is a horror movie where the villain is racism. And, yeah. like, all the scary people are making scary... I'm going to kill you because you're, you're black faces at them. Yes, because Ryan's first experience in Montgomery is a white woman drops her glove... He picks it up and taps her on the arm and says, excuse me. And then her husband turns around and smacks him across the face. And, and every, once again, everyone in this episode, everyone in this episode is talking in like the like varying degrees of bad. 
uh, American accents. Well, you better get away from the worst my one. Wife. No, no, no disrespect. I'm sure she's a great actress, but the lady who played Rosa Parks is doing like a 1920s flappagoyle voice, and I don't understand <laughs> Look, why. She... I wasn't in 1955. Montgomery. They might have talked Maybe like that's that. How they we talked. can't be sure. Yeah, it was, it was very odd. I, 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 I don't know. They should have. They should have practiced a little more. I think they could have done a better job. They should have just gone back in time and gotten Rosa Parks to play herself. And 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 you Graham... don't get much more authentic than that, folks. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, not to like, not to sit here and be annoying on on our podcast about this, but when the doctor says history is really delicate, uh, what what is history to the doctor? The doctor is a time traveler. Everything is history. <laughs> Everything's in the and past. The doctor, and also, is, the doctor is exclusively going around and messing meta- with history. Like like if the doctor didn't show up when the when the Cybermen sent a bunch of ghosts to to the world, is that meddling in history or is that saving the day? Who can right, say? We're, ta- we're talking about butterfly effect shit. Where where the time traveling racist who we haven't met yet is like, oh, if if Rosa Parks uh, blah blah blah, then the civil rights movement won't happen. Are are we are we gonna deal with the fact that like the doctor paid her five hundred dollars to fix her coat? What does Rosa Parks go on to do with those five hundred dollars? She goes back to the future and it's just like President Rosa Parks and she goes, <laughs> but Rosa Parks better. went to a casino and made a big bet with that five hundred dollars <laughs> and became a millionaire. And then she went on to become the most evil, evil <laughs> corporate no, capitalist like, you've like, ever seen. No, it's like she's one of the best president. Everything's better, but the doctor's like, Oh no, I made it I I changed history. I have to go back and fix it. <laughs> um okay, so yeah, we're uh, lots of. That would be that would be a fun episode, though. Is if if the doctor does something in the past, then goes back to the president, and it's like, oh no, I rewrote Amy Pond out of existence or something. I thought you were gonna say like the doctor has to go back in time and make something bad happen to fix the timeline, and I'm like, if you just want that, you can watch Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald, where the bad guys are trying to prevent the Holocaust from happening. Um, Anyways, I, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch that. Okay, yeah, I would re- not recommend it. Um, when the guy uh, slaps Ryan, um, and uh, Graham runs up to him, and, and all of their uh, their Sheffield accents are very they stand out uh, a lot. Um, in a world occupied by fake American people, um, he tells. Him, <laughs> I will say nobody really is interested in the fact that they're British. No, it's very. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's know the fifties. Like British yeah. people. <laughs> They didn't come to America. Back, yeah. They've done it before. <laughs> they didn't exist back then. <laughs> He's like, "Don't touch my grand." My well, I don't know. We ain't seen any British folks here when there's not a war going on. We hoi, we they hoi the dope Brits. These is these guys. It's just a myth. Uh, Graham's like, "Don't touch my grandson." Yeah, that and doesn't the help matters. Like, yeah, the guy's like, "What? Excuse me." What? Say what? He says. The, the man just straight up laps. tells Ryan that he's going to be lynched for this. Yeah. And Rosa is like, eh, excuse me, Mr. Steele. Is that his name? Something. Yeah, I I definitely took note of what that guy's name is. Who I didn't write it down, but the name Mr. Steele just jumped into my brain like a name. Name. Uh... Yeah, she's like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Steele, this is probably a misunderstanding. These Brits, ah, we'll kill them. And your suit, I'm working on your suit. It'll be done tomorrow, sir. Let's, let's not, let's stop. And then, uh, he leaves, shaking his fist the whole way. 
Uh, and then the doctor's like, who are you? And then she says, my name is Rosa Parks. And then the doctor goes, wow, oh my god. And it plays like, wow, I'm so impressed music. Wow, I'm such a big fan of, what did she say? Montgomery? She says, she says oh, I'm such a big fan of Montgomery and Rosa Parks. I love- it's just like... Hmm, that's fucked up. I love the city that's so racist that it became like the 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 like epicenter of civil rights activism. If I was Rosa Parks in this moment and a white British woman walked up to me and was like, "I'm a huge fan of Montgomery," city. I'd it's be a like, "Beautiful city." Oh, so you are You're mournful for the lack of segregation in your own country? So you came <laughs> here. <laughs> Oh, no! <laughs> nice nice to meet you, you piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. I will say, it's interesting to me the way that uh, the Doctor, for the most part, kind of keeps her distance from Rosa in this episode. Like, she never introduces herself. We never get the, I'm the Doctor moment. No, yeah. She um, just keeps bumping into her, and Rosa's like, oh, you're that racist lady. <laughs> you're that racist British lady who you're I that hate. Lady and who also came like here and was like, oh, segregation, that's awesome. Yeah, then at the end, she's like, thanks for, thanks for, uh, fixing my coat. Uh, please give up your seat for me, she says to Rosa Parks at the end of the episode. That happens. It doesn't of. quite happen, but it kind of does happen. Non-verbally, but it kind of does happen. It almost does happen. It almost, it, without the words, it happens. Uh, Rosa says, hey, uh, get out of Alabama. She really should have only said that to Ryan and Yaz. I don't know why she told that to the doctor and Graham who seemed to fit in just, just fine here. Well, I mean, they've been here for three minutes, and they're already <laughs> causing quite a ruckus. Crossing, yeah. Uh, um, the doctor scans Rosa as she walks away, though, and says, yep, it's the Artron particles. She okay, got now we gotta talk about my favorite, my favorite guy, and I, I don't, I don't, listen, we all, we all make mistakes in life, and, and sometimes being the biggest racist of all time is a mistake, but he's very funny, and you have to understand that he's a very funny villain. Um, this James Dean man, man, man cosplaying James Dean, also doing a fake American accent, which I thought was well, the this, icing on the cake. I have to point out, uh, it's he, a fake American accent within the, within the show. Yes, he does a fake American accent a few times, but most of the time he's just being British. Yeah, which, like, why? Why was it, why? And all why? the other people in Montgomery are like, don't worry, you could be... <laughs> You can be honest with us. We're all British too here. He finds the TARDIS and he and he tries to open it up and then he shoots it with his gun. Hey, here's a he here's has. a question. Uh-huh. Here's a question. Do you think all these <laughs> Do you think all these British people in Alabama came from Birmingham? <laughs> I don't get it. Can you explain that one to me? Well, that's a place in Alabama and also oh, the UK. Okay. So. I was thinking they would have come from are you from New England, they would have said. But yours was funny newer too, than you can even imagine. Wait, no, older. <laughs> We're from new, 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 new. We're from old England, but in the, in a new a new time that hasn't happened. We came yet. from we came from the big ship. They say. Uh-huh. Uh Okay, we came so, from a monument of ghosts. <laughs> is this a thing in the United Kingdom where they name their classes after important people? <laughs> Was it like the Rosa? Oh well, gee, let me just look in my memories of going. Did you go to, to British school? school in I know the you UK. wore that. I know you wore that monocle when you were in middle school. So I always assumed. Uh, for anyone who's not familiar, this is a thing that I said one time, and I do maintain that I, I knew somebody who showed me that they had a monocle. I thought it was you. You just had a bunch of weird shit. So uh, Yaz is like, do you even remember Rosa Parks? Because we were in the Rosa Parks Memorial classroom. Wait, sorry, you didn't talk about what the bad man did. 
Yeah, he shoots the TARDIS with his gun, and there's a big laser on it. A, yeah, like a big four shields. Oh, four shields. Crikey. Uh, God damn it, four shields. I ate it here. I ate it here, and I'm super racist. I am. And then, okay, now we're, uh, I we're mean, in a diner. I hate it here, and I'm not racist. We're in a diner. We see segregation. You can put that in the script. We see segregation in every scene. We see segregation. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. And, and yes, yeah, is do you even know who Rosa Parks is? Because we were in the Rosa Parks Memorial classroom in uh-huh. middle school together. She says all their, all their middle school classes, secondary, is that what they call it? Secondary uh, school? Who gives a shit? Freaks were named, sorry, perverts. We're named after in different inspirational what people. What does this mean? Ryan is, is it like, like is oh, it like, she's the first black woman to ever drive a bus, right? <laughs> Maybe that, yeah. Uh, what, what, what is the, is it, the, are they like, are they, is it their team name? Or is it like, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the classrooms. Maybe they have like a little placard over each this classroom. That's so like Rosa Parks class. This is, class or this is giving me big flashbacks to Secret Life, where they, the writers would just say things. And maybe <laughs> this is maybe this is a thing that they do in England. I don't know. But, I don't but know. It's like, I don't. It's know. like it's like oh, you know that that deli place on on South Street that serves the thing with the peppers and onion. You don't need to say shit. Just be like, oh, do you not remember learning about Rosa Parks in class? We learned about. The inspirational figures of history. I don't know. Maybe this is a thing. I have no idea. Uh, so. <laughs> I can't possibly get worked up about it because yeah. I don't know. Yes, and Graham, school Ryan, the, the idiotic boy. Um, oh yeah, this is where we learn that Graham is a bus driver. Yeah. I don't know how, like, when he, when he said, I'm a bus driver, I've, I just nodded along, like, yeah, we already knew that, but I don't think we did, but he just has such bus driver energy that it just, like, it feels so right. Now, this and is a just, man who deserves to have his skin this, taken off. This, <laughs> this is a guy who would give it all up for a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> this so, diamond's about to make me risk it all. All my skin, that is. They talk about, how, what, who Rosa Parks hope, is and what I hope what that there's did, yeah. nobody who listens to this podcast and is just like, oh, uh, the Rosa what? episode. I wonder what they think of that. Let me jump in here. You're not gonna, you're not gonna know what we're talking about. This is a very unique experience we're having with this show. You have okay? to listen. You to have this to in listen order. from the beginning to know why people celebrate when their skin falls off, <laughs> and specifically bus drivers. <laughs> it's just a bus driver <laughs> tradition of being happy when you turn into a skeleton. <laughs> um. So Ryan, Ryan. Oh, by the way, uh, oh, I guess I can't bring this up. Never mind. I learned a thing about Ryan, and I'm I'm waiting for it to come up. And I, my hypothesis is that it will never come up, but I can't tell you what it is because it might come up. Okay, so, great. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, the doctor Ryan looks does, at a newspaper and realizes that this is the day before Rosa Parks gets arrested. I don't she has know. A really a good memory of dates. Yeah. Um. Is this a thing with the doctor that she just like knows everything? Just like knows every date and name. I guess. I guess she has a good memory. I guess she I has guess. a good memory. Wait, this is the thing. There? I I kind of wish because if we're gonna lean, like I think the if the sh- if they're gonna do magic school bus, they need to lean into this. So the doctor should have like a question mark computer. That tells her, and also the other thing I thought about for this episode is like the psychic wardrobe that they climb into whenever they're at a historical period and they can get some historically accurate clothing. That would make it better, I think. That's where Dan got his historically accurate 
He got China, it. He literally got China it from pirate a pirate costume. He literally got it from a, a costume shop. But it should be like TARDIS, give me pirate clothes, and it'd be like, okay, generate. Well, I correct me the if dollar. I'm wrong. Wasn't the Doctor wearing like kind of a a Chinese style dress in that episode? You would think I remember that far back. That was like two <laughs> episodes ago, maybe even three. She was maybe wearing something four. different. I I guess I don't remember, but that's just what the Doctor is always wearing. Didn't you notice this week? No. So. uh yeah, they they all like lecture Ryan about who Rosa Parks is, and more importantly, they tell the the children watching who Rosa Parks is. Right. Uh, this is where we notice that people in the restaurant are giving them dirty looks, and then the white waitress walks over and says that we don't serve blacks or Mexicans. Yeah, it's for an the ongoing joke. She's Pakistani, right? Yeah, I I got confused. My notes say she's Indian. The actress is Indian. The character is Pakistani. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then. And then this is where the doctor tells Ryan and Yaz that they should uh, probably not get killed in Montgomery, Alabama, and they should probably go hang out in the TARDIS for the rest of the episode. Uh-huh. And Yaz and Ryan are like, well, Rosa Parks isn't hiding from racism, so neither will we. Uh, and, oh, 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 this is where Graham is like, because uh, the doctor's like, all right, let's go. We got to find the, what, and Graham's like, Wait, we were about to eat. Can we? Are, can we still? And the doctor's like, "No, no time." And Graham says, Ugh, "She always does this." I. It made me wonder if this was like a long-running joke because that was the thing with Ace and the Seventh Doctor, where she had to like remind him that she gets hungry when she doesn't eat. <laughs> the doctor is just perpetually starving her companions. Lack of food makes you obstreperous. Go to the cafe and get some consumables. Oh my god, I remember that. You know, it's really funny. If any other doctor talked like that, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. But something about the seventh doctor, he's just he's like, just yes, a silly I'm, guy. He's just a silly guy. He's, he's just a silly a funny, guy. funny ha-ha A clown. police car pulls up and watches them leave. Uh, I was confused about this until just now because I forgot that a yeah, police officer shows, confronts shows him later. Later, yeah. Um, we're back with, uh, we're back with the, the, the funny racist villain of the, the episode. Greaser. What? He's, he's the greaser. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I just called him, I just ep- called him the greaser in my notes until. Everybody in this episode, until they re- reveal his name is like Clezo or something. Clagzo. Clegzo. It's like Klasky Supo or something. Yeah. Uh, everybody in this episode talks like Slingblade. Is like all the bad, the bad, scary, evil, racist people are like. You better watch your back, Rosa Parks. Sure. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's how they talk. Sure, I yeah. I've heard of Slingblade. I really only know you know it from about the 30 it from Rock the joke. Thirty Rock joke. Yeah. Oh, Crasco. Crasco. No, no, you don't, Rosa Parks. Uh. So yeah, he like stares down Rosa, but she's like, "Do we have a problem here, sir?" And he's like, "No problem." <laughs> I want a soda and normal a American man here. I just can't. They can't have a guy faking an English accent in an episode of actors faking American. Or they can't have a guy faking an American accent in an episode full of actors also faking American accents. It well, they did. So me. the doctor tracks down the center point of the Artron particles, where they're all coming from. It's the empty garage of the Montgomery Bus Company. And she scans the room, and a suitcase appears out of thin air, and she says, ah, there was a perception filter on it, and it has the initials GFB on what the suitcase. What does that mean? Which stands for Get Fucked, Bozo. But it's not even, what is his, his name is like Krungo, right? We are, we just said it, I already forgot it. What is GFB? Crasco. Uh, it stands for Go, Good, go find, find 
I don't know. What is GFB? What is GFB? Is GFB. it a thing? GFB. You're going to get like a stocks company. You're going to get a stock or something. What? Gluten-free brothers, Georgia Farm Bureau. Uh, so what? there's a, there is an article on a Doctor Who fan site, uh, what, which is, who is GFB? Oh boy. Uh, so this might be, this might be like a running plot thread, but although wrote, this but is the first thing that came up, which suggests to me that it never, never comes up again. It's actually, he won this when he competed on the Great Finish Bake Off. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so, uh, they open up the, 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 I almost just said treasure chest. Uh-huh. They open up the treasure chest. It's a treasure and- chest if you're a time-traveling racist. <laughs> it's so got everything much- you could ever want. It's everything you could ever need to be racist in throughout time. It's got like a, it's got like a data brick. It's, it's got, um. Blah, 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 got, blah, 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 blah. It's got a bullets for a time gun. No. It does, though. No, it's it? the it's got, like, it's a battery. The secondary charger, which she later refers to as a spare battery. That's not what a charger is, Doctor. I know, right? Uh, I mean, I guess it is in a sense. <laughs> And then, and then, and then he, sh- and then he shows up, uh, she, time traveling. Yeah. Well, yeah. But th- yeah. I, I do want to say two things. Number one, she says most of the stuff is surveillance equipment. Uh, and number two, before they open it, I liked when Ryan is like, Oh, can we open it? And the doctor's like, Hell yeah, we're going to open it. This episode, she said something. She said like, it's lit fam. Or no, she said like, you're killing the vibe or something. She said like millennial language and it was very confusing. And I scary. thought that was at the end of Ransquare of Colos. She, no, she said it again. She said, like, let's make it... She said, like, anyone want to make a TikTok about this? <laughs> With Rosa Parks? No, hey, Rosa Doctor, Parks. you're going to mess the time stream up. Uh, and yeah, the the greaser, uh, whose name I forgot again already. It's Crasco. Crasco. Crisco? Uh, Crasco starts Crisco. shooting at them with his cool gun. <laughs> Cusco? They they run outside and he chases after them. They like hide behind something and the doctor uh, is like, "I'll take care of this." And she confronts him and she says, "Why have you got a temporal displacement weapon?" I love when in sci-fi when the weapon does something other than kill you instantly. I agree. And, and she she says, "Those things don't have that many shots in them and I'd be willing to bet that you have no more shots in it." Bet you wish you had a got- thing that just Killed you. <laughs> I've got your battery here. And he... What is she, He's like, oh, is your police box a TARDIS that I saw earlier? And she says, yeah, like, no, but it's, it's a yeah, piece of shit because I'm hand. constantly crashing it into things. It's a secondhand TARDIS piloted by a really ignorant person who sucks. She and then points out that he's got a vortex manipulator on his wrist, which she says is uh, a method of cheap and nasty time travel, but... It's it's certainly no Dalek time controller. We can't keep referencing our Patreon episodes. Patreon.com slash Potty Bros if you want to hear us talk fair. about the Dalek time controller, which it's is literally fair. just a plasma globe from a gift shop at the Science Center in London. What is, uh, I think that Vortex, I feel like I remember the phrase Vortex Manipulator in a little wrist-mounted time machine coming uh-huh. up in other episodes. Continuity. Uh-huh. Um, and then he says- <laughs> Continuity he wins, says, maybe? He says, uh, I'll kill you if I see you again. You need, don't get in my way. I'm trying to do racism. <laughs> uh, she like scans him with the screwdriver as he walks away. 
uh, and we'll more on that. The more later. the more I watch of this show, the more sick I am of seeing the doctor just point her fucking screwdriver at every single thing that she sees. It's, I know, right? I'm getting sick of it. Can we write it out again? Uh, Can we get rid of it? Yeah. Oh my. She my... she also lies. She says, "Okay, we'll leave." Wink. Uh, so they go to a motel, and there's a whites only sign, and Ryan looks at it and says, "Hmm, don't like that." They sneak in through the window. You see. Yeah. Uh, and then Yaz makes a joke about how Michael Soupy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. If I'm not allowed to reference the classic apps, you are not allowed to reference. <laughs> Notorious fucking... pedophile Michael nope. Soupy. <laughs> nope. Nope. Running joke from Kylex. Why? If you don't know what it is, just know that Jordan's making shit up. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, she yeah. says like a thing about the last time I snuck through a window, I was in year 10 and it was with a boy. It was with Danny Biswas. Uh, and yeah, Ryan is like, huh, seems like you're kind of out of his league, don't you think? And Yaz is like, ooh, was that a compliment? And Ryan's like, but it's not like I... Um, we find out this that, that, that they're not in the TARDIS uh, because probably uh, Cusco is watching it with his time gun. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna and hang out in binoculars. Race, they're gonna hang out in a racism motel. And he's wearing his time shirt. <laughs> Everything that he has is time. He's a time traveler. Um, and then Ryan says, "What? What is this weapon?" And the doctor says, "If it hits you, you go back where you go to wherever the attacker sets it to." And more importantly, whenever the what 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 do you ever think about how if someone shot you with a temporal displacement gun and it was set to like an hour in the future and they hit you with it you would just be floating in space wait what if you are if it literally only travels you through time and not space oh i see i see i see I got you. Because okay. space is all relative, yeah, okay. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. Yeah, man. 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 So now they yes, okay. are going we, to... They, they start brainstorming. What the hell is he doing here? She says he his goal is not to displace Rosa Parks, because if it was, he would have just done that by now. He has had every opportunity before we got here. She says the screwdriver detected something on him, and she's going to go back and check that later. Uh, you will see in my notes that I did write that they did get me with this very dumb joke. I am so mad that this made you laugh. Fuck I, you. I wouldn't say it made me laugh, but I was like, okay. I wrote in our Discord chat, the doctor just said something so cringe that it made me audibly groan out loud. It was, uh, it. well, here's why I liked it. So the joke is... She starts, like, writing on the wall in what she says is a special pen, and Graham is like, hey, stop that, you're not Banksy. And she says, you don't know that I'm not Banksy. And that would be a very funny joke, and then what would really even be funnier is if she made the joke a second time, would be really cool. The reason reason that I thought it was funny is because we don't know that the Doctor is not Banksy. (laughs) Uh, Banksy is a guy, and I think we know who Banksy is. Okay, so it's maybe that's allegedly just... one of the guys from Massive Attack, but I don't think that's ever been officially confirmed. Also, if the also doctor the doctor was... has been numerous guys before. That's so. true. So just one of the doctor's regenerations is Banksy. <laughs> yes, do- the sixteenth doctor will be the guy from Massive Attack. <laughs> that would be but... such a bold move. Is if the doctor like regenerated into George Washington or something? <laughs> I have to to go. This time I'm going to change history real bad. (laughs) 
just... I'm just saying it would be really funny if a future doctor was like was every Banksy? time they go somewhere just did a little graffiti and we're like just oh, like shit, that is Banksy <laughs> just like damn this really makes you think and she's like uh, uh, or he's like uh or this I'm gonna make a cool like theme park that's like Disneyland but fucked up and you're like wow god uh wow, I do want to say this is very important to note um the doctor is standing on the motel bed with her shoes on. Yeah, I did notice that, and I didn't like it very much. I think that if any character is allowed to do it, it is the doctor. Well, to be fair, the problem I have is not standing on a bed with it. It's not the beds and the shoes interacting. It's the laying in bed with your shoes still on. That's the problem. It is She's weird standing to do. On bed to get. Yeah, I I will say uh, it does it does bother me just. Just the fact that there is shoe to bed contact, but if anyone can do it, it's the doctor. Well, she's she fucking up a cute. she's fucking up the bed of a racism motel, so I don't really care <laughs> about the true. cleanliness of their sheets. Like, what is it going? Um, when uh, when in the uh, no, I think it's later that uh, that that uh, Graham says the funniest thing I ever learned. No, it, yeah, we have so, to have a okay, scene with here, her. Here's have, what is happening yeah. right now: is that she's taking notes on the wall, and they're just like. This is the moment where they look at the camera and say, pay attention, kids, because they say, okay, let's go through everything they're, we know about Rosa Parks. They're writing Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks facts on the yeah, wall. So they're like, hotel. okay, she's, uh, she was a seamstress. Yeah, yeah, seamstress. Okay, so she probably works at like some kind of, uh, tailoring place or something. Okay. Uh, what, oh, and she was, well, I, I think it'd again, be really funny if, if Ryan was like feeding them misinformation on accident. <laughs> Three heads. Uh, again, uh, Yaz got a better education on Rosa Parks than than I did because she corrected something that I had learned, which is apparently a very common misconception, but not true. Uh, it's a, a very common story that Rosa Parks refused to stand up because she was tired after work. But uh, no, she was she was literally just like, I'm 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 doing a thing here. I'm making trying to do a thing here, guys. Um, Yeah, don't don't try to neuter my uh, my my act of political defiance. Did you did you learn that she was tired? I don't think I learned that she was tired. I think I just learned that she wasn't gonna. She didn't want to move. Yeah, I I assume that the reason that (laughs) that racists uh, spread the she was tired story is because it's like. Like oh she was she was just grumpy she just she was just being selfish and but yeah so yeah. <laughs> so yeah thank you Yaz for correcting that thing that I thought was true uh, and then uh, we hear a knock on the door racism please thank you so <laughs> thank you so much for telling us what a knock on the door is like you better not have any black people in there. Uh, so Yaz and Ryan have to go hide in the bathroom. The doctor screwdrivers the ink off. This is where she repeats the joke, where she's like, Banksy doesn't have one of those. Or do I? Shut up! <laughs> um, I don't know. The... I, I, thought, I just thought it was funny. No. Uh, I know that, I know that Banksy in. is cringe, but I don't know. I just, removing it from the question of do I like Banksy or not, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. This is, this is the, this is because the police saw them earlier, that the police, like, followed them to the motel to be racist yeah, the, at them. He, he's like, word, word on the street is that there's some people who are white hanging out with some people who are not white. So I decided it, to stake out this motel. <laughs> he says it in the most racist way possible, besides just using straight up slurs. Um, and then... You better believe that Graham's going to do something funny. I, I liked the part where where uh, 
the doctor opens the door for Officer Mason, and he goes, thank you, ma'am. And she goes, <laughs> still getting used to that one. And I was like, oh, the doctor's having gender euphoria. That's nice. Good for her. Good for her. Um, and, and uh, yeah, he's like, are there are your friends in the bathroom? And then... Y- he Graham's says it a lot like, less nice, if you can yeah. imagine that. Yeah. Uh, Graham is like, better be funny now. Wait, hold on. We're inventors from England. We're here to pitch a new invention. It's a telephone, but it takes pictures and sends emails. They call it a smartphone. But okay. folks, I don't think these things are very smart at all. Here's a political cartoon that the doctor drew on a wall about how someone is handcuffed to it. <laughs> I, a- I, really, I really liked the way that Graham is trying to distract the police officer from opening the bathroom door. And he's just like, it's a, it's a new phone that you don't have to... It's it's wireless, and it plays music, and it takes pictures, and you can send letters with it, and it's a calendar. <laughs> I love when he like each cal- time he fucking... adds a new thing, the police officer's like, okay, uh-huh. what a what a Wait, what an what, old person, what? yeah, what a, what a grandpa thing to be like, and it's also a calendar. <laughs> Not <laughs> like oh, you can, you can watch uh, movies on it, and you can get an or... app where you push a button and it farts. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you so Officer Mason is like, it. well, that's fucking stupid. You're out of your mind, you freak. Uh, what is your name, sir? And Graham says, uh, Steve, uh, Jobs, uh, Steve Jobs. Which, I don't know why he didn't just say his name. Steve was Jobs, Steve? <laughs> he really like, went in, he was in over his head there. Uh, Graham Futureman, oh shit. <laughs> My name is Graham. Wait a minute, I'm Nobody's a time traveler Graham too. yet. <laughs> You're for the future. Wait a minute. You're a grandpa. Wait, wait, Graham, you're the name of that notorious serial killer who's been killing all the all the white people in Montgomery. You're under arrest. So, uh, Officer Racism opens the bathroom door, and it's empty. So, uh, he's like, hmm. Well. We then, well, don't be here, Aim. Y'all well, don't shucks. come back. Y'all get out of here now, you hear? <laughs> Don't come back now, you hear? We then get a scene where I, throughout the scene I had to re- continue to repeat to myself that this is a show for children. This is a show for kids. I can't be, I can't, I can't be criticizing how blunt it's fine. I did I had no problem dance. with this. It's, it's, they're talking so about Ryan racism, and Yaz. Oh, we, the, the police officer like children. stuck his head out the window to look for them and we don't see them, but they are hiding behind the dumpster and they're just like, they're just talking about how this shit sucks. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's like, oh, it's not even like it's fixed in our time, but, mm-hmm. but man, it, it used to be so much worse. Uh, Ryan and, specifically says, uh, that he gets stopped a lot more than his, by police more than his white friends do. Uh, Yaz says that whenever she goes to the airport, she gets like stopped. No, no, it's when, when she's, when she's coming home from her mosque. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. They, Uh, they 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 call her a terrorist. She's like, she says something about like Rosa Parks did what she did so that now even I can be a police officer. officer. Rosa, no, no, that's not what she wanted. No. Yaz, no. no. Why? Why is Yaz a cop? Like literally five seconds ago. Ryan said that the police are harassing him because he's black. And yeah. then Yaz is like, wait a minute. Wait. I'm one of those. <laughs> it's okay. You're one under day, arrest. <laughs> one day I'll be a good, I'll make the system better from the inside. Just you. I'll wait. be the good apple that fixes the bunch. She mentions, uh, she mentions, they mention 
Barack Obama at some point, and uh, and what will America be like in 2050? And I said, <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, no, um, no, I don't know. Uh, uh, hey, hopefully, like hey, a big, the, hey, the good news big, is by 2050, a lot of the worst people in America right now will, be will absolutely be dead of old age. You don't know that for sure. You can't be sure that Henry Kissinger and uh, and Co will, won't still be hanging on, hanging in there. <laughs> so you never know. The doctor uses the screwdriver to put the notes. back This is onto my favorite part. I want to talk about this the most. Please yes. let me. Uh, Graham says, <laughs> "Oh, here is a fact that I know." And, and listen, MVP of the episode. We don't give out Star Trekers, but I'm giving it to to Graham's wife and Ryan's grandma. Grace. He says, uh, "He says." The bus driver was named William, uh, no, James Blake. And I know this because when I told Grace that I was a bus driver, she told me, you better not be like Blake the Snake, history's most evil bus driver. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I don't know who would be a more evil bus driver off the top of my head. But is that a normal thing to say to a person when you find out their occupation, unless their occupation is like... I don't know, we're white. I guess. Who am I to say? But when I meet a surgeon, I'm not like, I hope you're not like Yosef Mengele, the doctor of death. <laughs> right? Like, that's a weird thing to say to a person, Most Sam. evil bus, bus driver, driver ever. <laughs> oh, no. It's, Let's see here. It's, 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 uh, it's the guy who uh, ran over 100 people on his bus. Barney the evil bus driver, a hilarious <laughs> spoof of Barney the dinosaur and what he's really like. What? I, Barney the Evil okay, Bus Driver. Okay, sorry, what is happening here? I'm on the Barney Bunch fandom wiki. No, we can't do this right now. Evil Barney... Shut up, we can't. Evil Barney <laughs> Bus Driver is a very popular unaired episode of Barney and Friends made in 19, 1997. No. It features Barney the Dinosaur as a bus driver. A cruel and evil bus driver. <laughs> Alright, well, saving this one for the extra credit, I guess. The episode itself is lost in the public domain, not how that works, but the audio somehow survived. It can be found on YouTube and is uploaded to this wiki on the bottom of this page. Barney then starts singing, I drive the kids bus to school, but first let's stop to shoot some pool, a smoke and drink while taking you to class, and if you tell, I'll kick your ass. Barney then drops the rest of the kids at school and drives off. I just feel like there's more evil bus drivers out there. Well, this one, this picture has Barney... Crashing the bus and it says three injured, six survived, one dead. Which, what once again, is that the most evil bus driver that history has to offer? Uh, no, it's actually Blake the Snake. I Blake I also snake. like that she calls she him like Blake the Snake as if that's like what he's known as. Everybody knows everybody who maybe she's like a bus driver enthusiast. Maybe that's why she like she she goes to like you know how there's like train spotters and like people who know the names of all the trains maybe uh-huh. she knows the names of every bus model and bus driver in history and like <laughs> among bus spotters almost all of them him. are so good but there's one that sucks there's, ass there was one <laughs> and once again i can't stress this enough i really did in this episode think that graham was gonna take on the role of 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 Blake the Snake, and it was going to be like a, I'm so sorry, Grace, but <laughs> this time I'm helping. It turns out I, that James F. Blake never existed. <laughs> he wasn't real! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! 
But wait, in order for this to be real, that means we also have to go back to 1943 a, and I have to leave yes. Rosa Parks on the side of the road. A paradox. A time I, I have to of, aggress her for decades. I just love that there's like bus driver solidarity in this episode, but like Graham was like, he's giving us a bad name. He's giving bus drivers everywhere a bad I name. I do want to say, racist. like, the obvious thing aside... James F. Blake sounds like he was a re- I mean, look. A real piece of shit. Obviously, obviously. But when I was looking stuff up, uh, I saw that Rosa Parks, on the day that she was arrested, she, she said, like, I didn't know at the time that it was the bus driver who, like, fucked with me so many times that I stopped taking the bus for a while. Like, specifically, he would, like, drive past her when he would see her. What a douche. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Definitely. he's dead. Yeah, it's a good thing that he's dead. And it's a good thing that Graham is not a racist bus driver. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> I'm glad he's not Graham. I, I just... You meet someone and you find out their occupation and you just, like, search your mind for the worst of them. Well, we and, find out that uh, Grace was, like, a huge Rosa Parks fan. She had a shirt that she said had a Spirit of Rosa. She had a... She's a Rosa Parks fan. And, you know, that's cool. Sure. There's I there's worse things to be a stand for. There's worse things to be. Yeah, you could you could be a stand of of uh, of, uh, of James F. Blake. Of James F. Blake. Yeah, Blake the Snake. <laughs> We're reclaiming like, the snake emoji for the James Gra- F. Blake fandom. Grab and Grace meet, and and Grab goes home and he throws away his spirit of James F. Blake T-shirt that he's wearing. <laughs> oh, no. He's the reason I became a bus driver. <laughs> Always loved his integrity to the rules. I did. Oh no, Graham! No, so Graham's not racist. I have we, to say, no. We get a research montage as they all go to the local library and look up Rosa Parks, but what? we know how, it, she okay. doesn't exist yet. How were they do? Literally, they're like right. One of the things that the doctor does is instruct Gaz to make a timeline of the day, and this is where I was saying that she needs that question mark. It talks in the voice of the no, seventh she doctor. Doesn't Time need it because Gaz she paid attention it. in school, she unlike has us. It all they're like she's like writing it down like moment to moment by hour. It needs to be maybe like, what the doctor means is can you write down all of the timeline notes that I'm about to say to you? Yeah, like this is why she needs to be like time computer. Tell me about Rosa Parks. Well, you see, the f- Rosa Parks was one day a, pa- a seamstress. I'm and glad she that went- the seventh doctor lives on in the TARDIS and the time computer. Yeah, so. uh Basically, what they're doing here is they are trying to figure out what her bus route will be tomorrow, so that so they can that they just... can place Graham on the bus to make him be racist at no. her. So uh, they like ride the buses around town, and they're just like doing bus research. Well, they learn about bus racism also because yeah. Uh, uh, here's one thing I actually did think was was uh, was interesting. Made you think um, was they get on the bus, and then obviously like Ryan is sent to the back of the bus. Um, but Yaz isn't, and Yaz is like, am I white? I don't know. I'm confused about this system. Right, like, what, what am I? Where do I sit? Where do I fit into this system of segregation? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Which is the thing I, I, I have learned about in the past, is that it was a very weird, confusing system for people who weren't either black or white. And a right. lot of times like, I'm pretty the, sure it was up is, to should the I, Should I just be happy that I'm winning? <laughs> Should I participate in the system because no. it doesn't affect me? 
So they uh, they get off the bus outside Rose's workplace, and they just like wait until nighttime. And we then watch it like we watch it like fade to nighttime, and all of the lights turn on in the building. And they're like, "Oh, fancy meeting you on this bus, Mrs. Parks." Oh, you're uh, that racist British lady that I met yesterday. The doctor uses what is apparently the doctor's like number one lie, which is I'm doing market research. <laughs> This literally killed me. She's like, I'm doing market research. Can you tell me how satisfied you are with your bus riding experience? Specifically, specifically, the doctor's favorite thing to lie about is doing market research specifically about transportation. Listen, who doesn't love to learn about people's transit habits? But when you ask Rosa fucking Parks I don't know if that, she's I don't satisfied know that you are as, as enthused as I am about the fact that this happened in Gridlock and Rosa. Oh, she did do – yeah, that did happen in Gridlock. Yeah, he's like jumping through cars and being like, hello, I am taking a survey for the Transportation Council. I'm sorry. I just – I can't stress enough that he that, – that in this episode, the doctor asks Rosa fucking Parks how she feels about her experience riding the bus. And I do just think like that's – Do you like this bus? I just think that's a little bit of a wild thing to do when you know who she is. Well, no, because there's kids watching this who don't know. And then oh, Rosa's they didn't like, know that I Rosa don't f- like it. And they're like, oh. <gasps> It's bad? The bus is racist? The bus is racist? Especially because we learned from this episode that Rosa Parks' um, workplace and, and housing was one stop away, so she didn't even really need to ride the bus for a particularly long time, hence that she stopped riding the bus for several years after uh, Blake the Snake was racist at her on it. So. Fucking Blake the Snake. Uh, Given all bus drivers a bad name. Yeah, she, she also is like... Uh, you're you're gonna need to move up to the next row, by the way, uh, because if you're if you're sitting here, then the driver will see Rosa that Park and interpret that to, as Rosa, yeah. Rosa Parks uh, says this to the doctor. I don't think you made that clear. Yeah, I. Oh, did I not? anyway. Yeah, uh, she says basically. She says you can't be sitting next to me. You have to move up a row because if you don't move up a row, then they're gonna make all of us move back a row, right? And stand um, up and stuff. And the doctor says, interesting, interesting. Let me let me make a note of that for my master plan later. Um so Rosa gets off uh at her at her stop and Ryan follows her. Uh the others make plans. Graham is gonna find out uh where the bus drivers drink after work so that he can find James Nope, Blake the Snake. Yep. James the Snames. <laughs> Uh, this is what I'm saying. One of the biggest takeaways that I have from this episode is that I will now forever know the name of the racist bus driver, and I just don't know if that's a good thing. Well, hey, He's his been name has been reclaimed by by post-dubstep musician James Blake, I <laughs> he's, guess. He's been immortalized in this episode of Doctor Who, and I just don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it bad to know his name? I don't know. I don't if, know. I don't know. <laughs> Well, you know if, him for being a piece of shit. I don't know. I guess, but what about the people who now know him for being an epic racist? Because you think epic you racists. think that there were epic racists watching this episode? Hell on, yeah, dude! On the BBC going, come on, Crash, come on, come on. Get, <laughs> this is the one that, that the villain's gonna win. I just know it. Come on, he's gonna fingers, do it. Crossing all their fingers. Come on, let's man. go. Ah! God damn it. Oh, I got blasted. I can't so, wait to talk about this. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, the doctor is going to go uh, find Crasco and deal with him in one way or another. Which is incredibly easy, by the way. Yeah. Incredibly uh, easy man to deal with. 
So we go to Ryan, who is following Rosa. I like Ryan this part. Looks like he's about to murder Rosa Parks the way like he's following part, though, her because he's not he's not like hiding behind things. No. He's just walking like five feet behind her, not keeping like, his distance. And she's like, "Hey, can you fucking stop you following not- me?" And he's like, "I want to help you fight racism." And she's like, "How do I know you're not a spy for the FBI?" And he's like, "Do you think that the FBI would send someone who's this bad at following people?" I'm 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 ignorant. I'm I'm incompetent. I'm British. I'm not white. And then she says, "Good point. Do you know how to serve coffee?" And he goes, "Uh, I don't know why." Hard, my- <laughs> how hard could it be? He says. In my notes, I for some reason <laughs> I got really interested in this pop <laughs> this plot point when she asked if he's good at serving coffee. And for some reason, I don't know where my head was at, but I was like, "Oh fuck, I don't know." Is he? Is Ryan a trained barista? Is Ryan good at serving coffee? Not, it's not, it's just, can he pour liquid into a cup? Can he? I don't know. Can he make the perfect macchiato? No. She didn't say, like, making espresso. I don't even know if they had espresso back then. Rosa Parks says, are you good at serving coffee? Because I was just on my way to the Starbucks Barista (laughs) World Championships. She says, I was just about to, I was just about to purchase a new high-end grinder and I was wondering if you wanted to test it out with me with my $2,000 espresso machine that I've imported from Italy. No, they were probably using a percolator. Percolator. I just watched a technology connections video about them and I, now I'm like, even though I don't know anything about them. Ew. Uh, Can you imagine? This is the scene where the doctor just owns and trolls, uh, Cusco, Crisco so hard. Um, so she, she goes back to bus, bus house, um, and uh, he, uh, he, by the way, there. has he's just left his suitcase in the exact same spot. Why is it just in the middle of the floor? He didn't even mother. move it. Yeah. He just, well, he, you need to be able to think about GBR again. She opens up the GB, suitcase. And GFB. Then, GFB. Good fucking she, Beal. She, she opens it up and there's a lady with an eye patch in, in it. Remember that? <laughs> what was that about? Oh, God. Someday we will learn what the hell that was. Maybe. Uh, so he... Oh, I like this part. He he shoots at her with the time displacer, and she throws the suitcase, which then gets hit by the blast, and she's like, oops, looks like you just time-traveled all your shit to the 79th century. Also, you have one shot in it, and now your gun overheat. It's going to overheat, and he tries to shoot it again, and he goes, ah, ah, geez, ow, my hand. And then she uh, says, says, dude, this was continuity. Continuity win. This guy is River Song. This guy's from Stormcage, uh, which is, I guess, the Arkham Asylum of Doctor Who. It's where all of history's most evil time criminals go. <laughs> We've got River Song, Benedict Arnold, Crisco Crasco. <laughs> she's like, and then, and then she's like, "What did you do?" And he says, "I was young. I was stupid. I didn't know what I was doing. I killed. Uh, you know, I only." He's such a sicko. He's a sicko. He's like killed thousands. Of he's people. like, I only killed two thousand people. Teehee. Uh. Uh, by the way, she she recognizes him as a former Stormcage prisoner because he has like a Stormcage tattoo on his wrist. I am working so hard to not accidentally say Stormcloak, like in like a Sky Skyrim Skyrim, you know Skyrim. Montgomery belongs to the whites. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just that one hit me twice. It's like, yeah, that's pretty funny. And then I like process one of those the words. two hit jokes. It's one of those two hit jokes. It, I, I process the words that you actually said. <laughs> we caught we caught him trying to cross over the border into Alabama. Um. So 
Yes, it, apparently, if you've ever seen the movie A Clockwork Orange, you've you've heard of this kind of deal before. They put a Tom Foss put a bomb in his brain uh, that makes him not able to kill people, no matter how much he wants to, and he he like literally. But it doesn't let you. It doesn't stop you from choking people. Is an important thing because well, he does start. Now, well, he tried. Hold, he, hold on, hold on. They're hold doing on. something here. Uh, I mean, not really, but. It's a neural restrictor in his brain. That was like the terms of his release. The only way I, I have to say, by the way, I know he's a time traveler, but when he's like, I served my time in Storm Cage after I killed 2000 people, he's pretty young for that to have served I, his time for it. I'm I would not say. a, you know, I'm a prison abolitionist for sure, but if you kill 2000 people, I think you, I think the rules bend a little bit for that's, you. That's a, that's a large number. That's it's a just lot like of Storm people. Cage is so bad that they're like, all right, I hereby sentence you. Well, we could do a lifetime in normal prison or six weeks in storm cage, where you just get like hit with hammers the whole time. <laughs> they just keep bonking you. So he goes. Um, so he's he's out of storm cage, but he's got a neural restrictor in his brain, which means that he can't he can't kill or harm anyone, no matter how much he wants to. But some light so that's choking why he's is using okay. the time displacer. Uh, she also destroys his time machine, his vortex. I really enjoy, by the way, I need to, I can't stress enough, the, the extent of this man's racism. And we don't actually, I don't think we know what time period he's from, which I thought was, I mean, he's obviously from the future and from outer space and science, but like he literally describes changing civil rights movement as a hobby. And, uh, but the extent of his racism is like, there's one line i mean the extent of his racism is that he's trying to stop rosa parks from doing the rosa parks thing and that's pretty Uh racist but like the 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 character establishment of racism is that he says to to ryan things were better before and that and it's like what what world do you come from that this is like a thing that would be on your mind are you from like like we don't know enough about this guy's life to know why he's doing this yeah but i mean so like weird. that's what people say now where they're I like know, oh there used we... to be a magical time a fairy tale time when whites ruled <laughs> it just i just have to settle on the true answer of this guy's a real fucking asshole he's just racist like I, d- I just i just i need to know how far into the future People still think like this is basically my point. Well, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll uh, find out. Yeah. So she destroys his time machine. Oh my god, I just remembered how this episode ended. Holy shit, you like this one, Sam? What? I said I just remembered how this episode ended. Like the last thing that happens in this episode. You like this one? Oh, well, earlier when you were interrupting me 5,000 times, that was I was going to say that I thought the ending was dumb. But the you wouldn't fucking so- let me talk, so I just huh. gave up. I had to I had to comment on the funny thing about Graham. Uh okay. So uh, the doctor yeah. he grabs her by the throat, but she says, Ha ha, you can't you can't hurt me. I can see what's happening. So the the point is he can like grab her neck, but he when he's like, Okay, now I'm going to squeeze and choke her, he like tries and he just can't do it. So he then he's just like, God light, fucking damn it. So I think light, that makes sense. I think that makes sort of a light, sense. playful, kinky kind of way, but not like he's going to actually try to do her harm. Yeah. Sure. If um, she if she was like, I want you to sexually murder me with a rocket launcher, <laughs> it's and it's consensual, then he would be able to shoot uh, it's a rocket like, launcher. It's like, her. yeah, when you're killing someone with a rocket launcher, what are you doing? You're just pushing, you're p- pulling a trigger. That's not, you know, you're not, you're just pulling a trigger. What if you shoot the ground near someone with a rocket launcher? Does that count? <laughs> 
Um, this is where she asks. Warhawk a- jump. Does the neural dis- <laughs> does the neural restrictor let you if warhawk I, jump? If I set off a bunch of dominoes, that ends up like cutting it with a like a Rube Goldberg machine that takes a pair of scissors and cuts the rope of the guillotine. Does that count? I, don't I know. would guess. I would guess that the the neural restrictor in your brain means that you know what you're doing. <laughs> What if I set up the guillotine dominoes and then I ask someone else to knock the domino over? I would I would guess in that case that the neural restrictor wouldn't let you ask them. What if I'm doing a performance art piece where I'm <laughs> where I kill Rosa Parks, but it's for art? This is my point though, is I think the fact that it's literally <laughs> wired into his brain means it knows whether or not he's trying to hurt someone or whether he's going to hurt someone. What if I don't I think know... they I think they sidestepped all the problems of this plot. <laughs> Pretty alright. What if I don't know that the act what if I put what if I play Russian roulette with the person I'm trying to kill, and I don't know for sure whether the bullet is in the is in the chamber. I think at that point the neural restrictor would say, no, you can't give them the gun and play Russian roulette with them because that's a thing that kills people. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I, I, you're trying to poke holes in this. I don't think there's any holes you can poke it's in it. Airtight. So his plan is to, uh, is to butterfly effect Rosa Parks's defiant... Right, so he's history. like, I'm not going to kill her, I'm not going to hurt anyone, I'm just going to, like vandalize the bus i love his thing where no no shade to the world's funniest doctor who villain um is there a chance and i I don't want to be controversial here is there a chance that maybe had rosa parks not done this today she would have done it at another point in her life well who's to say that he wouldn't have just kept stopping her (laughs) This is his life's work. It's he's constantly trying to. This is life work. This is life's work is to stop Rosa Parks from protesting by making Every her day. life really good. Every single day, he's like, "I don't want Rosa Parks to do the protest." So I went ahead. Damn it! I can't. And, and I can't and let her protest. I have to desegregate the buses so she has nothing to protest. I have to stop racism to get rid of Rosa Parks. <laughs> like, like this is what I'm saying. Foot massage for you, man. Is there a chance that someone else who isn't Rosa Parks would have would have done this? If not for her, is it is it possible that the other people who are on the bus who are experiencing racism every day, are you trying to say that Rosa Parks is some per- a magical person who is the only person in the world who was not happy with the, her bus riding experience? Well, this Cusco. is a, this is a thing is like Rosa Parks was not the first person. She was to not protest the first person to do it. She was just the one who had like a pretty high profile case that the NAACP right. got involved with. Yeah. So, no, I, I don't think Crisco's had... plan was ever going to work. It was a really bad plan. But that's why he's such a funny villain, because he's racist and he's, <laughs> he's, he's fucking stupid. He's racist and he sucks. Uh, but, yeah, I like when the, when the doctor, by the way, is, like, fully taunting him. She's like, ha ha, you can't kill me. You're stranded in 1955. Ha ha. And... That's it. That settles it. I'm going to go back to to Gallifrey the year before you were born and I'm going to stop your parents from having sex. <laughs> I'm going to go fuck your dad. Gonna, <laughs> the, oh, I like this is this is fun uh because it makes no sense in context is the doctor says, "What's your name?" Crasco. Don't like it. Why? Bad name. She didn't Doctor, she, you've 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 met people named Grempo and Graham. She hasn't met. She hasn't met. Uh, she hasn't Greston, met. The, Greston Honk Tray. She didn't make Greston Honk Tray yet. But how he's the in fuck the next, is his name? I don't remember. I've been trying. Oh, it was like Palpaki or something. Uh, yeah, it was pa- pal- Paltrasky. Oh yeah, it was like Gre- Greston Paltrasky. Greston Paltrasky. 
She hasn't met Greston Paltraki yet. She doesn't know the extent she has to not which seen the depths that names can reach. <laughs> she doesn't know how bad it could get. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's like, well, you lost already because I sent all of your stuff to the future. Some some Alabama kid in the 79th century is going to be like hit in the head with a flying suitcase and die. <laughs> Dead instantly. I do love... Well, no, he's on Spaceship Alabama, the most cursed and racist of the spaceships. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's a space whale is going to fly down and be like, where'd that suitcase come from? <laughs> so, it's very, very uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy style moment there. So he's like, I don't, I don't need all my gear. I just need to nudge history off track and then I win. Ha ha. Uh, so we go, we go back to Ryan and Rosa. Uh, she's introducing him to her husband Raymond, uh, her friends Fred Gray, which was her lawyer, and Martin Luther King Jr., which was never heard Martin of Luther this, King Jr. Never heard of this guy before. My education, you see. Uh, this would be so funny if he hadn't paid attention in school and he didn't know who this was. He's <laughs> that just was... that disconnected. I, um, I like this though. Ryan is like, he's like in the middle of shaking MLK's hand when Rosa Parks is like, this is my friend Martin Luther King Jr. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> he's like, my grandma's such a big fan of yours. And he's like, is she go to my, is she go to my church? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, Raymond Parks is like, old ladies do love your sermons, you old weirdo. He's it's pretty good. Um, yeah, that's a, and then he like, he says, uh, he says, excuse me, Dr. King. And then he goes, whoa, I just said that. Well, it's, she's like getting his attention to ask him for coffee or whatever. And he's like, oh, one moment, Dr. King. Yes, Rosa Parks. Whoa. Whoa, man. I'm meeting so many <laughs> I liked people. it. I thought, I thought it was nice. nice. It was funny. It's charming. It is. Uh, I like Ryan. Listen, I actually like Ryan and Graham, and I even like Yaz in this episode because she got to like. I don't know. I think I like them all when they're together. I like yeah. the trio of Yaz, Ryan. I do. And Graham. I do. Yeah. And I, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you actual money that if I looked up like Screen Rant top ten most cringe fail worst companions, Yaz, Ryan, and Graham would be near the top, and they'd be like, Doctor Who really let us down. Do you want to actually Ryan. make that bet? Because I think you're wrong. I think that they're near the top of worst companions. I think I that canine is going to be the top. Okay, I haven't. I've been told that there's like a boy genius at some worst point. Worst companions. Every Doctor Who companion ranked well, from worst to best. Okay, before before we, if we're going to do this, we need to set the terms. How much money? I have no money. I <laughs> absolutely cannot afford this bet. <laughs> okay, so you lied. Uh, well, I will. I will. <laughs> I will eat a I will eat a Burger King Whopper if I have to if I'm wrong about this. I don't care worst. if you eat a Whopper. Let's move on. Wait, I want to know. Okay, if I'm wrong about the Doctor Who fandom disliking Graham Ryan, next time I see you, I get to punch you in the face. You get to punch me in the face, and I will give you I will give you twenty dollars next time I see you. <laughs> no, if I, I eat- don't. I don't. I don't want this anymore. Okay, hold on. Number number worst worst one is Dan the Man. No. Boo. Oh fuck! Look, Ryan and Graham. Another exit that feels slightly out of nowhere, just not on the scale of Dan's. It's Ryan and Graham. Well, stop. Uh, okay, blah, blah, stop. Blah. Yeah, I don't want to read it. Anyway, Screen Rant hates them. So, well, Screen Rant's the best website ever. So they actually, I hate. I I didn't like this episode. I bet the best one is Rose. Uh, oh shit! They put Donna at the top. Good, good, good fucking lads. Donna I I keep forgetting if I've met Donna because you Donna and Martha Donna. are the same name to me. No, Donna is very different from Martha. Um, and 
you will like Donna, and that we will like Donna. I do know that she's Catherine Tate. She is Catherine Tate, that's right. Horrible um, on The Office, but it's not her fault. <laughs> not her fault. Um, Everyone was horrible on The Office at that point. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, Graham is playing pool with James Blake the snake. Not a great look for Graham, I'm gonna be honest. But, 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 he's, he's like, I sure do love being a bus driver, and Blake's like, well, you must not have to deal in England with the headache of how difficult it is to, to deal with black people all day and being racist and loving segregation. I will say, I will say, I will say... This episode is a little bit self-congratulatory to, to England for being desegregated at this point, ignoring all the other fucked up things that they were doing at this time. And like good for I, them for desegregating and and abolishing slavery before we did. Like that's that's objectively a good thing. Oh yeah, and I mean I'm sure that James Blake in real life was like, God damn English people. <laughs> they were very much patting themselves on the back in a way that felt a little bit a bit a little we bit. Did it. Me. So, we okay. did it. So Graham uh asks if james is working tomorrow and james says nope i'm going fishing at mill creek and graham's like i want i want a raffle yeah that's not right and blake's like yeah i just i just heard from a guy from the depot that my schedule was changed i heard from mr crunko that uh that i'm that i'm off tomorrow (laughs) and uh uh, and uh (laughs) my coworker frank sinatra lover 55 is going to be taking over for me there's a nice little moment here with Ryan and Rosa where... I thought you were going to say there's a nice little moment with <laughs> with Graham and the racist bus driver. Where he lets James win because James has been having a rough day at work. No. Uh, where Ryan and Rosa, it's like the end of their, their meeting or whatever. End of his and... shift at the coffee shop. It's at her house. I know it's at her house. It's just a joke. Sorry. I know there's nothing. I know we don't make jokes on this Jordan. podcast. Yeah, Jordan, I know yeah. that you love the coffee shop AU pro. Uh, <laughs> the fucking, the fucking archetype. civil rights, the civil rights coffee shop AU. Is but that you what you're need to understand. This is the whole point of this episode. If she met with them in a coffee shop, everything would be different. Yeah, you're right. There would still be racists. They did get rid of those. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he he's just like, uh, oh, this was. This was amazing. Thank you for fighting the good fight. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be worth it. Wink, wink. Uh, that's a that's a wink of knowing, not not yeah. a wink of no. It won't. For the she record. doesn't. Yeah. I'm sure by the year 2022, they will have successfully ended racism. Wink, wink. But th- this says. is what I this is what I mean though is like the fact that this episode was written by a black woman, and that there's a moment where a black character. Just like gives a little a little nod of encouragement to Rosa Parks ahead of time, I think is so much more palatable that if it than was what I was afraid it, of, yeah. which is professionally white man Chris Chibnall writing that uh, specifically Graham and the Doctor uh, like tell Rosa Parks that racism is worth fighting or something. Uh-huh. I, so, I I will say this episode was not the time bomb I thought it was going to be. No, it, it really I, I wasn't. Was, I was incorrect about that. I didn't love it that much, but it was not a time bomb. I didn't love it either, for the record. I thought okay. that it was. I thought I that think, it was pretty. I good. feel like I feel like your expectations set you back so far that when the episode was not a complete disaster, you went, "Ah, okay." Well, I will say, and I don't remember if I talked about this at the time. Uh, I did see at some point that this was uh, the second highest rated Thirteenth Doctor episode. 
Can I say something? With if like a is, 70% on IMDb, yeah, if this which is, is the not second highest good. rated episode of, of the 13th Doctor, that's not, that's not, it doesn't bode well, uh, for us. But also, they were very wrong about the Battle of Ranskor F. Colos. Right, that's the uh, thing. The, the worse people think the episode is, the better it will be. I don't know about that. I remember some episodes of Doctor Who that are universal. That's despised. true. I, also, people didn't like, uh, Legend of the Sea Devils. Anyway, okay, so, uh, we Graham goes back to the motel and he tells them that Crasco is moving around Blake's schedule. I also just I liked the the very like the very mundane villain plan of this where it's like right. I'm going to have James Blake go fishing that day. <laughs> He's just, he's been living rent-free in my head this whole time. Like, I can't stop thinking about this guy that's just like, I'm so racist that I'm gonna undo Rosa Parks by, by changing around a bus driver's schedule. Right. That's just, that's just so iconic of him. So, so, yeah, he, he tells them that a guy named Elias Griffin Jr., which is such a specific name. Such a name specific name, right? I thought that it was an actual person, but it's not. Uh, he's, he's gonna be covering the shift, uh, so this is where the doctor's like, oh, he's just he's just trying to make tiny changes to nudge history off track. Uh, so she's like, okay, I now know what our goal is here. It's just to make sure that everything happens as it's supposed to. James has to be driving the bus. Rosa has to be on the bus. And the whites-only section has to be full, critically. Uh, and fortunately, we have two people <laughs> who can help with that if need be. Uh so at this point, Ryan like grabs the temporal displacer and says, I will use this later. And the doctor says, don't. And he says, I will. She uh, says, no, Graham, if you kill him, you'll be no worse than him. And he says, no, this is me, Ryan, and I will not learn this lesson later. And then Yaz and Ryan have ideas at the same time. And they go, do you want to do, are you thinking what I'm thinking? One, two, three, a radial, radial tracking, tracking map. map. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, she says raffle winner, he says fishing takedown, which... I love when Kiryu does his fishing takedown. <laughs> I I have to say, when we find out what the fishing takedown entails, very disappointing. I was really upset about it. I mean, I wasn't upset, I was, I was upset I was about expecting the a promise. Kiryu heat move. <laughs> yeah, like the essence, of, the essence of hook, line, and sinker or something. <laughs> essence of Mill Creek. Yeah. <laughs> Just pushes him in. But that's not going to get him to work, is it, Sam? They're just going to ruin his fishing trip. That's trips. right. That would just send him to the hospital. Imagine ruining someone's fishing trip so much that they literally are just like, fuck this, I'm going to work. Go instead to of fuck work. this, I'm going, I'm going. No, because he decompresses by being racist. So he's like, I need to blow <laughs> off some steam. Hey, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Right. So uh, they go to, I need to, so they go to this guy's, uh, a lot, uh, the doctor and Yaz go to this man's house. Um, and they tell him the world's most obvious lie that I'm unclear to this moment whether or not it was a lie or not. No, it's not. It's not. Right. Because, uh, he. They tell him he's won a raffle to go see Frank Sinatra in Vegas with backstage passes. And, but he has to leave right now in the next 30 minutes. And part of the raffle is that they've got his racist, his even more racist, I should say, coworker to, uh, cover for him. We don't know that this guy's racist. He probably is. He is. He's uh, a bus driver. That's but, in their blood. But he's like, he's like, oh my god, I, I can't. I, but I, I really, I, I'm supposed to. But I'm okay, okay, yeah, all right, okay. Uh, and they like, they're like, all right, sounds good. The the taxi will be here in half an hour. Be ready. And they walk away. 
and the doctor says, you know what? I was pretty pissed off when I tried to call Elvis and found out that he lent the phone to Frank Sinatra. But hey, it worked out in the end. They actually did. Why didn't they just trick him? I mean, I guess it was just he didn't want to get this guy's hopes up and the disappointment that he would have felt when he travels to Las Vegas and doesn't find Frank Sinatra waiting for him. I don't also, know. I, I thought that was telli- a very funny way to bring back the Elvis cell phone thing. Are you telling me that if the doctor calls Frank Sinatra and says, hey, can you give backstage passes to a bus driver I know? He wouldn't say, like, who is this? Who the fuck are you? What? Huh? What? I don't know. Maybe she's met Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Did I Frank say Frank? Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Um... <laughs> that's so, what she's going to say in the episode where she meets Frank Sinatra then they are like now we need to put the finishing touches on our plan and then the doctor rips her iconic coat in half not in half sorry just a little bit <laughs> she just rips it a little bit at the hem uh, now we find out about Operation Fishing Takedown, which is <laughs> Graham and Ryan show up at Mill Creek where Blake is doing racist fishing. I like that I like that Graham walks up and he's like, Oh, hey, you know, you mentioned Mill Creek and the fishing. It sounded so good, I decided I'd I'd join you if that's alright. Hey, you mentioned you're racist. Can I introduce my grandson? <laughs> and Ryan walks up to him and like like pats him on the shoulder and it's like, yo, Jimmy Blake, what's up, blood? <laughs> Doesn't he give him a fist bump? Or like try? Uh, I think I think he offers a fist bump and uh <laughs> Graham like sits down in James's chair. Uh Ryan starts like picking up his net and stuff, and James's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then and Graham is like, like Hey, you know that there's some civil rights activists who are going to do a busted in today, and Blake's like, "No, like hell, they're not." Over I'm my dead body. So I'm so getting yeah, my he's, bus he's like, "You could have the creek. I'm out of here." Oh no, sorry. This is where Graham offers Ryan a fist bump, and Ryan's like, "Don't do that." Hey, fist bump your your old granddad, Ryan. They'll fist not bump until, not in the until, Battle of Ranch Square Colos. Not until the ref. Yeah, I think they give a full hug at that point. I think it really speaks to how much we like that episode that I remember the name. <laughs> of Battle of Ranskorov Kolos. Of the yeah. Battle of Ranskorov Kolos. Uh, so the Doctor and Yaz go to Rose. Sorry, I just need to, I need to say one more thing about, because you brought it up and it reminded me of something. We learned all about this episode. We learned more about Grace, Ryan's ma- uh, grandma, and how she was like so cool and like she loved Rosa Parks and she was a bus driver enthusiast and every time they hear about her and what a cool lady she was i do have to remind myself that her life ended tragically when weird <laughs> bumpy space alien tim shaw showed up and, and tim did. shaw excuse tim you. shaw showed up and he was and a scalipomorph he blasted her or like bonked her we don't actually know how he killed her but he did kill her no no no. graham said in the battle of france of kolos i'm gonna get that guy who bonked my wife <laughs> he dropped a piano on grace and i'm gonna drop a piano on him god damn it <laughs> uh so uh they oh yeah they they take the coat to Rosa's workplace and I like this part where Yaz is like please you need to fix this coat it's an emergency we'll even pay you double because uh British people hate when our clothes rip are, and Rosa's just like says, oh, well I 
I have no evidence that that's not true, so okay. We'll I give you $500, which is enough that you could <laughs> buy... Bet it all at the casino and become the most evil corporate Here, capitalist take, the world has ever seen! Take this book of horse betting outcomes. Oh no, what have we done? What if there's a part afterwards where, where Yas is like, oh, don't worry, I'll pay you. And then uh, she gives her the money... And then we see her, like, stealing Rosa Parks' purse afterwards when they leave. Wait, why? <laughs> like, so she doesn't have the money. So she doesn't have more money than she's supposed <laughs> to. She takes she takes the money back and gives the purse Yeah, why she steal the whole purse? That's and so all was right was... with the world. Yeah. Um, then she leaves a calling card with the big cl- question with mark. With the question mark on it. <laughs> so, patreon.com slash potting birds. So, uh... Rosa is like, oh yeah, I, I guess I can do that. The point of this plan is they need to, to make sure that she's, so she's busy enough that she leaves at 5.40, no later. We're uh, back with Blake the Snake. He's like, oh man, my fishing trip got cut short. That sucks, but at least I get to go be racist on my my favorite But What? What happened to my bus? I do want to say, going back to the, the Yaz and the Doctor uh-huh. and Rosa thing, it is funny how... I assume unintentionally, Rosa must get to the end of this episode and be like, God damn, I don't know who that lady was. I have been thinking about this. Yeah, like, we get a scene at the one of the last shots of the episode is the doctor, look at Rosa looking at the doctor on the bus, and the doctor smiles at Rosa. And I'd like to imagine that Rosa was just like, Go fuck yourself, racist British lady. Piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, there's the thing where she's like, I love Montgomery. Uh, There's the thing right now. What's that? Fix this coat right now. There's the fix this coat right now and the fact that that uh, she's like, okay, I'm going to – I have somewhere to be. Yaz, you stay here. And Rosa's like, oh, you don't have to do that. I, I'll, I'll have it ready at the end of the day. And Yaz is like, no, I'm going to stay here because she, the, she's busy – but that coat is very valuable, and normally she doesn't let it out of her sight. She just has me, her non-white companion, do her her bidding for her. And Rose is like, mm-hmm, tick, uh-huh, mm-hmm. It's not looking good for you, Doctor. It's not looking good. We have, we have created a story where Rosa Parks, of history fame, is going to come out of this whole thing being like, man, everything started getting better that day. When when the civil rights movement started because I did my thing, but goddamn I fucking hate that lady, whoever she was. Oh, the other thing where she's like, "Do you like the bus?" <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how satisfied are you With On a your scale bus of riding? nine to ten, how much do you love the Montgomery bus line? <laughs> do you enjoy the the? Uh, how do you feel about the service on the Montgomery bus line? How are the bus drivers to you? Fucking so, terrible. So the doctor leaves. Uh, yeah, this is where Blake finds his bus. It's all vandalized. I love that Crisco is just like wearing a jumpsuit and he's like, uh, yeah, you're going to have to cancel the whole route for today. I don't know about this. I don't think we could fix this. Am I this imagining bike. it wrong or was Crisco wearing like a, like a Peaky Blinders flat cap when he, he is also wearing too. a Peaky Blinders flat cap? Uh, we see Graham, like, just his little, his little head poking out from behind I the car. It. I in the love background. this. Please. Discord server. No, put this. We'll put this on the Twitter. We'll put there. We don't do that anymore. We'll put this on our socials because it I is. Still, so I still post the episodes on Twitter. The fucking shot of Graham peeking out over the car is the funny. It's it's so fucking funny. Oh my god! 
So Ryan then runs over and the doctor also runs over. Oh, no, sorry. Ryan was already here. Right. Anyway, the doctor runs over and she tells Ryan, and this is, this is the worst part of her plan, which is there's going to be people who are waiting for the bus and it's going to be late. You need to go and tell them that it's coming and don't leave. Everyone who is supposed to be on that bus needs to be on that bus. And one thing you gotta know about Montgomery, Alabama, 1955, is that oh yeah, and specifically every white person white who is supposed to be on that bus loved to listen to the instructions of black people. But also, like, if your bus is running late, like you wait, you're like, oh, the bus is late. I guess. I guess I'm gonna stand here now. Uh, I guess I'll walk all the way across town, I guess. I mean, I guess you could get a cab. Is that a thing people did back in Montgomery times? In racism times? Did they get a cab? I don't fucking know. So, uh... So, Graham and the doctor pull up in front of Blake, who is, like, about to leave the depot with a bus that she just hot-wired a minute ago. And Graham is driving, and he's just like, Hey, buddy, hop in, it's time to go to work! And Blake's like, what the fuck is happening? Literally, both both Rosa Parks and Blake the Snake are having the weirdest days of their life. And it's very, like, it's very surreal to me that Rosa Parks is having such a strange day with, like, this racist British lady continuing to (laughs) pester her. And then, like, you know... The racist British lady is on the bus again with her weird, her weird multicultural f- group of friends. And like, then it ends in her getting a red, like, what a weird day for Rosa Parks. I love that they do it again, though, where the doctor's like, look, Mr. Blake, I, there's something you have to know. British people are confusing and mysterious. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Just get on the fucking bus and get You've to work. You've never met one of us in your goddamn life. In fact, you're just today was the first day you ever found out that we were real. So <laughs> and Blake's like, okay, I don't I have no idea what's going on, but you're British, so this all checks out, I guess. So he makes sense. He gets on the bus. They're they're on the on the bus and he drives off. Uh Ryan meanwhile is just like running along the bus route tearing down signs that Crisco has put up saying that the bus is out of service. He was so efficient with his plan. Like, (laughs) like he was a busy bee in the worst way possible. It's kind of hilarious. The, the steps to which he was banking every, he saw every piece of data to make sure (laughs) that Rosa Parks did not do this. And once again, I can't stress this enough. If it wasn't Rosa Parks, it would have been someone else. I I just, I can't, I can't. I right. can't with Ten- you, Cresco. Racial be- tensions were already high. Be, listen, Crusco, be better. <laughs> be you better, can- Crusco. <laughs> be better. You can't. So, uh, yeah, so, the- so yeah, uh, Yaz is just chatting with Rosa. Uh, is, is this where we learn? Oh, no, Yaz mentioned earlier that she was a cop, but, uh, right. She, she mentions that she's a police officer. Rosa says, oh, that sounds really cool for you. I love, uh, but she says, says I, I want to be police. in charge someday. I'm going to be the police chief of Sheffield. Really cool. I'm, really I'm going to be in charge of the racists. I'm going to change the system from the inside. Yeah, just you wait. And I don't ever think the system's going to change me. So, uh, Yaz bum, looks at bum, the clock bum, and she's bum. like, oh, shit. Okay. Enough of that, sorry. So Yaz looks up at the clock and sees that they have ten minutes, so she's like, oh, we should we should get going! And, and Rosa's just like, 
what are you talking about? You said it was this this coat was so important and you needed it done today, and now you're like trying to get me to leave when it's like not quite finished. I don't understand. And yeah, it's just like yeah, that's pretty weird, huh? Okay, never mind. Yeah, forget I said anything. Just just uh, yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh. Rose, Rose is like, it's fine. I, I want to do a good job. I can walk home if I have to. And Yaz is like, <laughs> you need to get on this bus. You need to experience racism, Rosa Parks. My boss is racist. You should actually leave the coat unfinished. That'll show her. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan finds an old timey automobile. Uh, oh, also another thing no, I kept thinking. Uh, not, not quite. There's, oh, a, there's right. a little Percy, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a little part to... here where Ryan, like, runs up to this old white couple and he's like, oh, the bus is coming. Just wait for the bus. And the guy's like, don't fucking tell me what to do, boy. There's also and Ryan's a like, scene huh, I don't know why where... the doctor thought that this would work. There's also a scene where uh, Graham and the doctor are on the bus and they're like, wait a minute. There's not enough white people on the bus. And then they look at the bus mirror, mirror and they go, wait a minute. We're white people. We <laughs> I'm can white be on people. The, I can, <laughs> they look at their hands. I could be on the bus. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, then we get the scene where, oh, another thing I kept thinking about watching this episode, this show's budget is way too high, way too many old timey cars, way too much period clothing. Yeah. This budget, they need to cut These cars this should be budget. made out of cardboard. They should make these, yeah, there should be no cars in this episode and they should all, every scene should be filmed inside. You haven't and, watched the fourth Doctor episode yet, have no, you? No, I have not seen it yet. <sighs> okay. Well, I'll, Budget's the, too damn high. The the 70s effects. Oh boy. Spicy. We need that. We need more of that. The show looks too good. I, <laughs> I think might... the 70s, well, they might be a little, a little too bad for me. Uh-oh. Well, we did the episode that was our favorite classic episode yet was apparently so expensive that the director was blacklisted from Doctor Who forever <laughs> because he spent too much money making cool explosions. Patreon.com slash Pony Bros. Okay, so... Okay. Clasco has parked his car in the road just as as extra super special spicy insurance that no right he's like if 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 nothing else i will block this fucking bus myself <laughs> and then ryan is like this is the scene where where uh where Crasco finally reveals his desire to be space racist where he's just like if i you're you people will never never rise above i think he you. said it earlier whatever He says it at least once. I think this uh, is where he's very explicit about it. He's like, this time around, your kind will stay in your place. And And Ryan Ryan goes, you want to live in the past? Well, that can be arranged. (laughs) The doctor's words echoed my mind. Graham, if you kill Tim Shaw, you're no better than him. He didn't kill him. It's always an asterisk with the doctor. It's not like you didn't kill him. You just sent him back in time to to dinosaur times. For this is what's great, though, because, yeah, he dinosaur. does say later, he's like, I said it as early as it would go. We Did don't find out how early that is. you send him to the fucking primordial soup? Did you send him to the fucking before the baryons? Had, this, had, is, had, this is what I'm imagining, though, is that is that Crasco is going to end up in caveman times or whatever, and he's going to see, like... Like, he's going to meet a fucking Neanderthal who has the anti-racism gene, and he's going to be like, oh, I should bash your heads in with a big rock. Ugh, I can't! Damn it! No, it's going to be like she's, he sent him back to the Big Bang. But it was like Fine, he, billion... he, he, sees, he sees like a lizard slither out of the water, and he says, maybe did you, you have say, the anti- Did you hear what I just said? I said Big Bang! I just, I just don't think that it can do that. <laughs> 
why it's the earliest possible time period that the device can do. I mean, it overheated from him shooting it at the doctor once. <laughs> just, he got burned up and he's dead. But it's okay because Grant Ryan didn't do it. And most importantly, more than anything, Graham didn't do it. And that's really what matters. Maybe the yeah, doctor I, was afraid Just of imagining Graham. that he, he just like sends, he just sends Crasco like five minutes into the past and Crasco's just like, huh. Well, this is like I remember uh, as a child thinking when I watched the hit movie Monsters, Inc., that when they send Randall through the door and he just gets, like, beaten up by That's some not hillbilly. a solution. I mean, it's just like they killed him. There's no way that they didn't kill Randall. Oh, <laughs> I see your point. They killed uh, him. And, and I, I, I don't know. Crasco, he's, ju- he's playing Rust now. Like he's in a I mean, I'm not, place. I'm not. I'm not sad that Crasco is probably dead, but I do think that Ryan mur- or Ryan did. I just murder see him. no reason to believe that he's dead. I just. I mean, he's dead just, now. <laughs> Maybe he's really long lived. We don't know what he is. We don't know anything about this fucking guy. It turns out that we are all descended from Crasco. <laughs> The nerve restrictor didn't say he can't fuck. It's like the fucking dark sign of racism. This is why racism exists. Is because we have Crasco's DNA. Oh, yeah, he bred racism into humanity. He cursed humanity, the primordial soup with racism. If I can't kill the (laughs) anti-racist Neanderthal, I'll fuck the anti-racist Neanderthal. (laughs) Does that mean that Ryan is the reason that racism exists? Because he set this whole event into motion? Well... Yeah. Dang it, Ryan. Self-fulfilling Damn. prophecy, though, yep. you know? It was yeah, always going right. to happen this That's way. It was always going to happen. Uh, so, Ryan literally congratulates himself out loud. <laughs> I says, did Great it. Great job, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> then he drives, he drives Kraska's car away. I, did, I, I just wanted like, him to just, like, <laughs> just, like, drive it off of a bridge or something. Jive, he won't be needing this anymore. <laughs> So this is about – so I can't remember when about I really start. I think it was when Ryan, uh, Graham pulls up in the bus that I thought, is Graham going to have to be the racist bus driver now? But uh, yeah, thankfully – Yeah, but he doesn't. So Rosa gets on the bus. She finished the coat. Uh, Ryan catches up right after them. He gets on in the back with Rosa. Uh, but first he tells the doctor – I sent Crasco as far back as that thing could go. The doctor has absolutely no opinion on that. I, I literally don't reason, think she responds. I think the only reason that she tells Graham not to kill Tim Shaw is because she can sense in him the, the like animalistic murder urge that <laughs> if he, that like she doesn't want him to become a serial killer or something. Right. Once he's tasted yeah. blood. Right. It's specifically, no it's specifically like she can trust Ryan. To he take will change his lives. name to Tim Shaw <laughs> and say, I will, I will do it better than he ever could have. <laughs> She trusts Ryan to do a little bit of murder every now and then, but but Graham, that guy's a fucking freak, deep down in his heart. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, the doctor and Graham uh, are worried. They're like, if there's not enough white people on this bus, then Rosa will get off at her stop without ever being told to move. And then Graham, for no reason, is he like, is so adamantly oh, well, this is our stop. Let's just get off. We won. He is like so adamantly against doing this and i i can't figure out why okay to be fair i guess it i was imagine big... it would be hard to sit there as yeah, a time traveler so. and just be like i'm i'm the white person who didn't do anything when the guy got rosa parks arrested it's better than being the guy driving the bus am i right <laughs> but uh so so yeah the doctor like, don't understand he's not the he is but also he's the reason that they save the day it's 
you see how you see what I, you see what I mean. It was a very uh, Harry Potter time turner moment right. where you just you just imagine that the doctor is like gonna find like a newspaper with a picture of her and Graham in it. <laughs> Be like, it was us, Graham. We have to stay on the bus. It was us. One of these days, I want to sit down with you and for for bonus content, I want to watch uh, one of my favorite time travel medias with you, which is an episode of Star Trek DS9 called Sanctuary. Uh, It's very good, and it has a moment that kind of reminds me of that. In fact, a lot of this episode reminded me of that episode of of DS9. uh, Yeah, Rosa Parks actually based her life on Sanctuary from uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. She, yeah, it's, it's a, it's very, it's very good. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, she's like, we have to stay on this bus. We, we need to contribute to the fullness of the whites only section. Uh, and yeah, some more people get on. It fills up just be, just enough because they're there. And Blake tells, it's, It's, I, I think if I remember correctly, I checked and I, I think it was like all like the exact the actual words that Dialogue, were said. Dialogue, yeah. Like, I, I, because the first thing I did was, like, look up Rosa Parks, what really happened? <laughs> Doctor Who, no. But I was like, <laughs> it, it, the quotes are listed on on the internet, so you can't, that is what was said, so. Yeah, quotes he's, for authenticity, he's like, are you, are you gonna move? And she says, I don't think I should have to. And he says, well, I'm going to have you arrested. And she says, you may do that. Uh, this is where they started playing the song Rise Up by Andra Day, uh, which I did have to take issue specifically with the fact that the first line that we hear in the lyrics is you're broken down and tired. I feel like they should have picked literally any other song considering that we talked about how that's not what was going it's on. That's not what happened. And also the fact that Rosa Parks is famous for not rising up. The- <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you have to make a stand not like that. It doesn't feel good making jokes about this, but also it's what we're here to do. And also, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The, the song, like, it's just... It was a bad... So it was a bad... It was It's it was just... A, a this much. is like... I, I I looked up the song. This is like a big, like, Democrats empowering song. Yeah, this was a moment that really felt like... Like fucking Nancy, Joe Biden played yeah. it at his thing. Hillary Clinton played it at, exactly. her, at her thing. This episode, if anything, if I have any criticisms of this episode, a lot of it's just like, it's a bit lib, isn't it? It's, it's a bit... It's a bit... See, it's here's a bit, the thing. I... I there's a limit to how much I can really be bothered by it because the thing is, these days the it's a bit lib cringe feeling is something that we associate with like people fawn- fawning over Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. But like, I have no issue with people being like Rosa Parks was yeah, very. That's very- <laughs> it's not about it's not about the Rosa Parks. It's about it's. I think it's just about the vibe. It's about the way they did it. Right. It's just it's it's a cringe that I associate with like, stuff that doesn't deserve this sort of reverence. But like it's like I said, the 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 problem I have with the triumphant trumpets is like this is music I associate with. Like remember the Marines who died, to, and it's like it just doesn't work when you're talking about like civil disobedience and I don't know. And, I I think civil rights and stuff. <sighs> I think that, like I said earlier, if they just played the triumphant trumpets right here to, like, punctuate this scene of, like, this this small act of resistance set off a... It's that, like... Chain reaction. Yeah, like, this was where it all started, which, you know, it wasn't, but it, it, was, it, was, it was a big moment, obviously. But, like, so if they just played the triumphant trumpets here... 
I would have been like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. I, I also I I will say I did like the triumphant trumpets. I thought the music in this episode was good, except for Rise Up by Andra Day. Uh, but yeah, I I the song was bad. It if you're not familiar, literally just imagine that they played Roar by Katy Perry over right. the scene over Rosa Parks getting arrested. Yeah, she like nods at Ryan as they take her away and says, "You should get a new boss." That lady's really racist. Uh, we we then get this scene is just full on cringe, and I can't believe that this is how they ended the episode. It's atrocious. It makes me so upset. So like they are, uh, they have this scene, and the expression that they have, as I said this at the beginning, they are all on the TARDIS, looking up with smiles on their big smiles on their face talking about how remarkable the life of Rosa Parks is and again and going else. back to going back to the this is an educational show for yeah, kids no, for like sure. the doctor the doctor's like well that's that's it the boycotts are going to start on monday and next year bus segregation will be officially ended and and it's like oh that's you know that's that's cool that's cool and like it's a it's a time travel perspective on on history it's like look at and it's a show look for at how kids. much was achieved in a year etc yeah. etc uh and and then and great job rosa etc and then uh she's like uh, ryan's like is everything gonna be okay for rosa and the doctor's like well actually not really she you know she dealt with a lot of hardship and death threats and she lost her jobs but her husband but, also lost her job but and then they and then they literally show archive footage in 1999 bill clinton gives her the congressional this gold is medal. i think what they were looking up at was like a tv presumably playing this clip i guess mm-hmm yeah, and then and then here's the part that just made me oh yell and God. shout. So she's like, she's like the doctor. The, uh, oh, Ryan says, oh, it took a long time for her to get recognized. I, I honestly yeah. think they were so close to sticking the landing. If Ryan had just said, "Man, 1999, they took so long to recognize what a hero she was," and then if the doctor was like, "They did," and and we're still fighting the good fight even today, or something like. If that was how it ended, I would have been like, all right. She says, but she says, no, but Rosa Parks changed the world. In fact, she changed the universe. And then I kind of was expecting the doctor to open up to like New New York. Uh, like <laughs> she opens it up to a race of, of Rosa Parks alien clones. <laughs> She opens up the doors to the TARDIS, and they are looking at an asteroid, and she goes... 284996 Rosa Parks. That's how you're gonna end it? With the fact that they named an asteroid after her? And then they play Rise Up again. Like, that's the coolest thing about her? Is that they named an asteroid after her? Like, a a rock in space? Are you fucking kidding me? That's like the most meaningless shit about her life. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard! That's the least important thing about Rosa Parks. And the most important thing is that Cartoon Network aired a short cartoon about her life to t- during Black History Month. I know that we're I know that we're trying to relate it back to the Doctor and sci-fi and space stuff. You got it. You had a good ending, and then they fucking showed a rock. Uh, but you know what's great? Did you watch the next time on? I always forget to do it every oh single time. Oh my god, time. because they, they continue playing Empowering Rise Up over a man being attacked by a giant spider? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be really inspirational when the big spider shows up. I, or, uh, the spider's off screen. We, oh. we might get to this episode eventually and find that they're not giant spiders. The exact line is, something's happening with the spiders in this city. 
You've got the eye of the spider. You got killed by spiders. I am not throwing away my shot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I give the episode a B. C plus. I I liked it. Eh, it I didn't love it, but I liked it. It was. It's a kids show. This was more than any episode that I was like, this is a kids show. This is an episode for the kids to teach them about history. It's a bit goofy and over the top in the the ways that they do that. But you know what? It's for the kids. And, yeah, and is, you could learn. You could learn a thing or two from this episode. And I literally learned two things from this episode. <laughs> I learned some things from this episode, and that's cool. Uh, but Jordan. Yeah. I think that we can officially uh, close the book on us having to try to make funny podcast content about segregation. I know. It's, it's been... Uh, it's uh, been and I'm going to click a button and find out what we're watching next week. Me, it's been making me nervous. Are we going to get an Echo-sode or a Capaldi-sode? Now watch me whip. Now watch now me nay nay. Why? Well, Jordan, uh, we are going to be watching Series 1. Oh! Fuck Episode yeah. 9. Okay. The Empty Child... Oh, sweet lord! Thank you, time gods! And you know what? You know this one, do you? Is, do you uh, know this one? I don't know this one. This is further than I watched, but I legend has it that this is from the era where you see written by Stephen Moffat and say, Yes! Yes! This episode's so fucking good, dude! You're gonna love it! Oh, I'm going to meet Jack Harkness. This is the first episode with Jack Harkness, and this is one of the most beloved episodes, two-parters of Doctor Who history. (gasps) And we have Eccleston, and you're going to like Eccleston, I think. Oh my god, what episode of of our podcast is this that we got... We got, uh, I believe this will be 13. 13 episodes, and we got Empty Child already as our first Ecclesode? Let me see if that's right. We are being, we are so lucky with our podcast rules. Holy shit. That's Let me amazing. confirm that. I'm taking way too long. Uh, no, the, uh, episode 10, sorry. Wait, we got, we got to fucking Empty Child in 10? Yeah. God damn, dude! I'm so well, excited. I, I look forward to finding out what the fuck this is and why you're so excited about it. Uh, you're, I think you'll like it. It's gonna Wait. be, it's a cool episode. Oh, I'm so sorry, it's not the Empty Child. Oh, no! <laughs> no! Can we edit this out? Can we edit it's... out BB? Well, no, Wait. I'm not going to edit it out. It's oh, The Doctor Dances, the second oh! part of it. Okay, this is going to be really fun for me and really confusing for you, because I know <laughs> what happens in the first part of this episode and why it's so good, and, uh, and you're going to... You'll, I think you'll, I think you'll, you'll be able to enjoy it. That's also incredibly funny, and also very on-brand for our podcast format, that we're watching the second part of one of the best two partners <laughs> of Doctor Who. Ooh, and I can't watch the first part, I'm not allowed to. Okay, well... It'll be fun either way. Yeah. You will not get to meet Jack Harkness. Well, I will you get will, to meet him. You will get to meet him, but you won't get to meet him. him. You won't get to know who he is or why he's there. But That's fine. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Potting Bros, co-host at Dr. Hunt. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. I'm on Twitter at Bradipus Rex and Tumblr at Punished Breakfast. You can listen to... Some of our various other podcasts, I will give a shout out to uh, specifically Zero to Zero, uh, which is currently uh, very stupid. Yeah, I, uh, I've i heard what was going on, but I still don't have context for why. Well, the context for why we're watching what we're watching right now doesn't exist, so... Oh, you just decided to do it? The context is literally that uh, we thought it would be funny to do something stupid, so we are. 
Oh, okay. That's how we did. That's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> In fact, that's no. why we've done all of our podcasts, isn't it? No, Kylex Y wasn't stupid. Yeah, he was very intelligent. <laughs> we're on Patreon. If you like us, you can give us money at patreon.com slash potting bros, where $1 gets you a mildly special Discord role marking you as lightly coated in slime, which gives you access to all of our bonus content. Uh, we will soon have up our episode on The Invisible Enemy, parts one and two, featuring the funny, iconic fourth doctor scarf, ga- scarf guy, man, man who His wears it. His voice is a lot deeper than I thought it was. Did you say something about a rabbi? Am I? Rabbi? <laughs> Shalom, rabbi. Uh, $5 gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as entirely covered in slime, which gets you a shout-out on the Sopped. podcast. And we will read a message from you in one of our funny voices. I'm not going to say them all. There's too many at this point. You know them, you love them, you hate them. $10... Gets you all that, plus an incredibly special Discord or marking you as a companion of the show made of slime. Thank you to our 10 and $5 subscribers, Cassidy, Destryhawk, HK, Colin, Paget, Arnold, Dan, Big Challenge, Silva, JCH, Roy, Stephanie B, Stephanie, Karen, and Tasty Sea Sponge. Thank you. We've got a message this week from Dan. This Thank one's for me. Uh-oh. Uh, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. Oh, no. And they're the same news, which is that it's a request for George Jurgen's voice, <laughs> which I have Dan. not done in a while. Just to think about how much it would be funny to embarrass your wife. (laughs) That's fucking football right there. None of that pansy-ass dick-tugging smile for the camera bullshit. Men puke, men poop on the field, men deliver their newborn baby on the sidelines. (laughs) Fucking hardcore, dick-in-the-ass, butterball, foosball, fuck-it-chuck-it game time shit. (laughs) Take it to the showers. Dicks get shoved in places you don't even remember. We wins together, we celebrate together. Football is back, baby. (laughs) Football's back, baby. <laughs> Football's back, baby. Amy. Thank you, Dave. Football's back. Jordan. What? We're on NoiseSpace.xyz. Lots of great shows on NoiseSpace. Check out Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. Check out Special Grade Snacks. Wow, cool robot. About Gundam. Pot Gundam. of Greed finished Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. I did. It only took him a couple of years. <laughs> There's only a few episodes. Uh, check out those podcasts. Check out our podcasts that you're listening to right now. Give us a nice review or tell a friend or whatever the hell. And like we say, under Sam, duress. Sam, I don't know why you always are the one who wraps up this episode. Like, I don't know why you're the one who starts it. Because I feel like we have a very established bit, which is, Sam, do you think you could lead us before we, you know, sign off? For it's the just week? habit. I used to I used to do mm-hmm. all this shit, but I'm the do one think, who has uh, the Patreon login. We could, we could all rise... And conclude our episode with a with a prayer. Do I have to? You have to. May your life flow like a river. May your day river. smell sweet as a rose. May your rose. nights be calm and still as a pond. May you pond. be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack. Nice. Harkness. And Harkness. may the doctor light your path through time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. See y'all next week. Bye. The doctor will dance next week. He's going to do the Cupid Shuffle. Watch watch next time to see Christopher Eccleston whip a nene on the Ellen DeGeneres he's show. Gonna, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to slut drop on TV. Bye. Bye.